in a studio that's in a basement comes the epic story of how two friends changed the future of the movie podcast game forever. The reviews are in. Boys Life Magazine gives the High Sci Podcast four and a half acorns. The Daily Bugle says, these guys are super legit. And Pope Francis declares the podcast as life-affirming. From the kid who tried to get smart with David Spade and got fucking old. You're still out. You're still back. And the guy who can name all four Baldwin brothers. Alec, William, Daniel, and the baby boy, Stephen. Live from the studio of his parents' basement. The Have You Seen It Podcast. Welcome back to the Have You Seen It Podcast. My name is Mason Knight. Sitting across from me is the man himself, Cash Krause. Yes, sir. Good to be back. Yes, it is. Good to be talking another TV Tuesday. Another TV Tuesday. Another yes. TV Tuesday. We're moving on from uh, our last TV Tuesday, was which... which uh, Space Force... Space Force, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, thought it was the other Netflix show. Yeah, yep. Space Force. So now we are moving on. We're moving outside of Netflix. Yes. My last, and we're moving to HBO, the premier cable channel. <laughs> you know, I got to say, HBO never disappoints. No, no. Unless it's the final season of Game of Thrones. Then. <laughs> then it's absolutely the yeah. most colossal waste of time I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You could just not watch season eight mm-hmm. at all, and you'll be you'll be, you'll be absolutely you'll be happier than you'll ever be. right because you watch season eight and uh, it takes something from you. It does. It, really it takes does. something you'll never get back. Yeah, in innocence, almost. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that uh, yeah, you can never get it back. But we are doing a mini series. We well, are. they say mini series, but in my opinion, they kind of left it open. For for something else, but we are doing the uh, the Stephen King adaption of The Outsider. Yes, which was his 2018 novel, his 50th novel. <sighs> That's insane. Five oh, that man has 50. written. <laughs> 50, 50 novels. Books. And I don't know if you've ever glanced at Stephen King's work. <laughs> you yes. look at you look at it, you look at the yes. stand. These books are massive. Hundreds, if yeah. not a thousand pages. It's crazy. Well, yeah, even like I think it's like 600 and something. The stand's almost 1,000. No, no, it is 1,300. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's his biggest book. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, even even this book was, even his most normal book is like 500 to 600 mm-hmm. pages. So if you just stack that up right, from what were, that meant, <laughs> he's written the Bible over, over 30 times. Oh, easily. Easily. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, it is. Crazy. But yeah, his 50th novel, so he's still cranking them out. Of course. The man the does never not done. stop. No. Yeah, he's probably working on one right now, oh, as we speak. I can almost guarantee he's yes. always working on a novel. But uh, yeah, so this stars it stars a bunch of people, but most famously Ben Mendelsohn, who is phenomenal. One of my favorite. One of my favorite in the industry. He I'm is serious. Yeah, he he really is. Yeah. He's he's good in everything. Everything. He's not a real leading man. You'll probably never see him. Well, you know, you probably see him starring, yeah. but it's it won't ever be anything like a blockbuster. Right. Yes. But he is. Like you said, I mean, and everyone in this film is actors like him, where the, you mm-hmm. see them in everything, but they're probably the more character actors. But yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, Bill Camp, uh, and J- Jason Bateman. Yeah, Bateman <laughs> actually was was in the first two episodes and directed them. Yeah, he directed the first two, the first two episodes. Yeah. Then he said, 
I'm out of here. He's like, I got to bounce, guys. I got more important shit I like did, the Ozarks. I clearly did my my part here, and now I'm out. But uh, uh, but yeah, so spoiler alert, he's only in the first two episodes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should not be listening to this if uh, you if you're trying to if listen you have to not, spoiler. Yeah, if you've not seen the show. But uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what did you think about the show? Man, you know, um, as far as adaptions go, I was really, I was really kind of bummed. I was excited to do this, but a little bummed because this is the one that I have not seen yet. Oh or, yeah, or, or not, not seen yet. But this is the book I have not uh, read yet. Yeah. So I didn't know the story going into it, but this is, uh, this was really good. I enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah, and I, I have read the book, but uh, and they definitely do make a lot of changes. But uh, every change, I would say, is, uh, is warranted. They make yes. they make the right move for each one, but uh, but yeah, I, I liked it too. I thought it was like uh, to me, it seemed like uh, true detective, but with that supernatural element. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Well, it, I, I yeah, I love the direction of it too because you are right. It did kind of feel like a true detective. We're gonna solve this mystery, this this murder, but then it took a very. Um, a very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not fantasy, but a very dark turn where you would supernatural. think supernatural. Like, yeah, supernatural. There yeah. we go. Thank you. Jeez, my brain's everywhere today. But uh, supernatural, where I don't know. It just it was a. Uh, I lost my train of thought. So yeah, sure. Yeah, it is okay. what it is. Yeah. yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, so I'm the, trying to deal with something else right now. So the first book, uh, or not the first book, but the first half of this book really threw a lot of people off because it's a, a straight up just a detective novel. Mm-hmm. There's no super element, supernatural element at all in the book until like 300 pages in. So that really threw people off. But in the in the story, they changed that up to where the first episode covers the first third of the book. Wow. So that's, that's something that's definitely different where this, the TV series definitely gets right into the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no, uh, Second guessing that it's not something that's fucking a monster or something, right. but in, in the book you have no idea. You really don't know. You it's really like this detective who done it kind of thing, because mm. it starts off with you know Terry Maitland and not knowing if he killed the kid or anything. So that's what it changes. And also a big change from the book was uh, Ralph Anderson, the detective. His son doesn't die in the book, and that's a huge part in the show. Is that he, he's riddled with the guilt of his son, you know, dying. Yeah, of dying cancer. of cancer. Yeah. yeah. That was not in the book. Not at all. He's at summer camp in the book. You just never see him. So he's at summer camp most of the time. But it it is a, in my opinion, a really good change because it gives that character so much more purpose of guilt of trying to find out who killed Frankie Peterson. Right. Because he had this guilt of his own son dying. And it made him hate Terry Malin's character that much more. Because he coached his son in baseball. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, so, again, a lot of the changes they made were really, really good changes. And that's always, it's not, it's not easy. Everyone knows it's not easy to adapt Stephen King. It's very yeah. fucking difficult. Nine times out of ten, Well, how many they times have they up. failed at Pet Cemetery? Well, how many times have they failed just in just in general? More times yeah. than not, the the adaptions are bad than they are good. Unless Flanagan's directing. Well, yeah, recent, recently they have been much much better, but uh, they're always better when people stay with or uh, still take uh, reference from the source material, but then put their own twist on it. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike Flanagan does a really good job, yep. and that's what's so great about Stephen King now is before he was very involved in the process. And now they just don't even let him know that something's being made. Yeah. Just keep him. Just get out of the loop. Yeah, just <laughs> keep him very far away from anything that's happening. 
All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into the very first episode. It is called Fish in a Barrel. Directed by the man himself, Jason Bateman. Guy wears so many hats. He is going to eventually, because he directed uh, episodes of the Ozarks as well. He did as well, yes. He is going to eventually make his move. I think he's so smart that he's going to eventually make his move to directing full features. You think so? I think he's going to be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So episode one, Fish in a Barrel. Another thing they change before start is the location. It's the in the book. It takes it place be in Maine, right? Ohio. Oh, it is Ohio. It's Ohio, it? yeah. Yeah, well, it's in high. It's Ohio in the show, but isn't it Maine? No, in it's the Georgia book? in the show. It's Ohio in the in the TV series. Yeah. Well, he tra- Well, they travel to Dayton, Ohio, in the show. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm. But thinking. the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing is set in Georgia. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. But yeah, the entire thing is set in, or in the book, it's set in Flint City, Ohio. But they did Georgia, obviously, because it's really fucking cheap to shoot in Georgia. <laughs> you get a lot of tax, so everything. Yeah, well, Atlanta, so Georgia is the out, second Hollywood. Yeah, nine yeah. times out of ten, they they'll they'll uh, shoot in Georgia over other places because it's mm-hmm. super cheap. So they they change that, but Georgia's still a really cool place to have sh- a show. So oh, in yeah. Cherokee, Georgia, a mutilated corpse of Frankie Peterson is found, and it's found with bite marks and uh, human saliva. saliva. And I won't keep going back and forth to it, but in the book, the it's much, of course, it's much more detailed. The oh, gruesomeness yeah. of this kid getting murdered and raped in the book also. It's it's horrible, but it's very Stephen King. You know, yeah, he it never is. He sh- loves to kill children. Well, he just, Stephen yeah, he's King not. As a- and he'll never just be like, oh, and they found a dead body. They'll be like, oh, the body was murdered, uh, the head was cut off, wolves later came devoured. It's always the most detailed death. It's never just, oh, you know, he slipped and hit his head. Right. It's always something fucking. So anyways, this kid is fucking murdered, and and everyone's freaking out. Mm -hmm. But everyone saw who did it. They all saw that it was. That's what they said. Or that's what they say. It's Terry Maitland. Terry Maitland, the lily coach. And he's like. I don't know. He's like the unofficial mayor of this town. Everyone just fucking loves him. He doesn't even have kids. And he, t- uh, I mean, he doesn't have boys and he teaches Little League or coaches yes, he Little does. League. And has obviously been doing it a while. Yeah. So that immediately red flag scares everyone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this kid. When, you're, when your town hero <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden becomes a raper and a murderer. Yeah. And, probably uh, an issue. and the fact that he's been around kids constantly yes. for like the last 30 years. Yeah. So, uh, Ralph, whose son was coach, again, Ralph's son is dead. He is That's dead. Ben Middleton. Yep. He is, uh, he is enraged that Terry, uh, would do this knowing that he coached his son. Mm-hmm. So he's going to make a big show. It's horrible police work. Terrible. It's he goes- horrible to police work. And that's the big thing in the book and in the show is just how bad they did. They, they, <laughs> they botched this. They, they decide to... Uh, arrest yeah, make Terry a Mayfield huge public display in the middle of a yeah. little league baseball game, just yes. right in the middle of it. Police force coming out on the field. I mean, they're trying to publicly embarrass him. The wife doesn't know what to do. She's panicked. No, yeah, it's a terrible situation. And they they haven't interviewed anyone. I mean, they they have pretty pretty fucking substantial evidence. They do, but you would always go in and question the guy before you make an arrest or anything like of that, course. and know that he was know what his alibi is. You know, it's policing one hundred and one, really. But, uh, no, they go wrestling, they make this big fucking scene. The entire town is at this Little League game. I don't know what fucking town this is, but the entire but man, town comes out to support this one. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. It's like, they say it's like 2,500 people at a Little League game. 
Because they're like, you arrested them in in front of 2,000 people. They say it's 2,500 people for this fucking baseball league. It must have been the World Series, Little League World Series or something. It wasn't. They were just going on to make the playoffs or something. It was like another Tuesday game or something. Can you imagine having a community come out and support you like that? I can't. Well, not not from the town we're from. That's for (laughs) damn sure. We're lucky to get 40 people. We're lucky to get spat at when we fucking walk the streets. So, yeah, so he rests in front of everyone. Uh, Terry's wife, who was very upset, whose name is Glory in the show. And they ch- another thing is they changed a lot of names, which is going to fuck me up doing the breakdown. The breakdown, is yeah. they the, uh, the director, Richard Price, the guy who developed the show, uh, he changed a lot of names from the from the book so it's going to really be fucking tough for for I don't know why just to expand on the characters and make them feel like they were his own I guess yeah so uh so yeah anyways they arrest him and uh shit goes down Terry's got no idea what's going on yeah. but uh but well, yeah they yeah, both say that they have bit big evidence yeah definitely and, but but Terry's just completely and utterly confused like well, he keeps saying you're making a huge you're mistake. Making a, yeah, it's definitely not me. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way you're going to be able to pinpoint me because I was at a conference. I was doing this out of town. Oh, he doesn't get I into that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah he doesn't get into that yet. Basically, what he was saying is, yeah, I'm out of town. Well, he just kept saying that you're making a big... Well, at first, no one knows. T- technically, no one knows that Frankie Peterson has been murdered yet when they arrest him. No one knows the death because the death just happens, but they immediately know because he goes back and checks all the evidence. So he didn't say that he knows what he's being arrested for, but uh, but yeah, he he just says it's a big mistake. And Ralph turns back to him though and asks if he ever touched his son, which is a fucking tough moment. Uh, it's yeah. a good moment in the yeah, show though. Is. But yeah, and uh, when it comes back around later on, exactly that, that question. Yeah. So they uh, so meanwhile the Pearson family is in fucking Shares. utter array. They are just breaking down. The mom has a fucking heart attack from the stress. She does. And so meanwhile, and while all this is going on, a hooded figure is standing outside of uh, the Matlin's house, uh-huh. which uh, it doesn't seem good for this, this fucking guy to just be standing out there. But uh, Glory finds, or and the daughters, of course, of Terry Madeline, they're all freaking out. Oh, yeah. Understandably, and one of his daughters suffers from nightmares, and she sees the man in her, the fucking hooded guy in her room, telling her bad things, telling her dads don't look into her or whatever shit like that. Yeah, but you know something's up. Of course, you know something's going on. Yeah. And the big difference from the book and the show is they get right into that hooded guy, where they don't show that hooded guy until halfway into the show. Wow, that's yeah. wild. So episode two, Roanoke, Ralph meets Terry. At prison and expresses uh, the uncertainty about his decisions to arrest Terry publicly. Yeah, no shit, Ralph. Now <laughs> he's now, now it's bad. Now you're second, second thought, guessing it. Maybe I should not have uh, arrested you in front of the entire town you without know, knowing you weren't even within a thousand miles of the <laughs> of the town. Yeah, on second thought, I regret that uh, public humiliation. <laughs> that one is on me, Terry. I'm going to say that I'm one's gonna on me. I'm going to take it. I mean, you are the one behind bars yeah. at the moment, but I'm, I'm But I am a little out. embarrassed, I'll be honest. Right. So the next day, uh, Joey Peterson, the mother, yep. dies in the hospital. From the heart attack. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was related, clearly. <laughs> yeah, no, just separate. It was <laughs> yeah, coronavirus. Separate, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, bad timing on our part. COVID-19. But, uh, just, that sucks. Man. So Terry and them, they all arrive. at yep. the. They got to go to the arrangement. And uh, 
they don't they don't put a fucking uh, a vest on Terry. Which how would you I know. not? Again, in the book, they get much more detail. Of they're thinking of why they don't do that. But, but yeah, it's again. Bad police work. Right. And That's the name a, of the game uh, here. <laughs> and you've got a crowd of people, probably four or 500 people who showed up to this like arraignment to like get pictures of and him. And that, but all these people saw this guy get arrested right in front of him. This mm-hmm. guy that they were cheering for. Yeah. So these guys are fucking livid. They're and pissed. it's fucking Georgia where every guy's strapped down there. Everyone, the kids, the grandmas, they all got guns. So again, bad policing. So they go, and what happens? Terry gets fucking shot, and he gets shot by uh, the by boy, the Peterson the boy's boy. teenager, which which is the the mom who just died, Frankie's Her older, brother, yeah, yeah, his older brother. Yes, and who's Terrible. in the crowd? Well, the hooded figure <laughs> once again gets around quick. He does. He's um, very speedy. He knows how to travel. Yeah, I mean, maybe calling Uber or something, but he is getting. Getting around very fast. And he always knows where to go. He always knows where the tragedy's happening. Yes. Because he's the grief eater. It's almost like he feeds off of it. Slow down there, basically. So, so yeah, he's uh, he's there. He's absorbing it. He's the only one having a real good time, it seems like. Everyone else, very upset. Hooded man, he's loving it. Fred Peterson, yeah, this it goes on and on with this fucking family. This, uh, pray for this family, man. Jeez, <laughs> some tragedy after tragedy. I'm going to tell you right now, there is no Petersons left. No, they wiped them they off the map. The the there is no hope that there will be another Peterson. Because unfortunately, the kid gets shot by Ralph. It's a brutal scene in the it show. Is. He gets shot right in the head. Yeah. He dies. Uh, and then Fred hears about that, obviously. He hears that his son went down there to shoot the killer. One son dead, wife dead. Other son. Other son. You thinking you got one more kid. What is left to do after that? Oh, it's the big, it's the big hang. (laughs) It's the the tie the sheets together. It's simple. And let uh, it all go. And it's a cool, it's, I mean, not cool, but it's a cool way that they shot it with the jogger and him swinging out of the Out of the window, breaking the window. Brutal. Imagine jogging by. You just see feet dangling out a window. What do you do? I mean, kick they, down the, that door. As yeah, best you, you can. Can, as best you That's can. That's what I would yeah. do. You know, but even then, you know how much time it's a. I mean, those doors aren't coming down easy, so it's a fucking race. But yeah. he lives. He does, but he's in a coma. Quote unquote. <laughs> I don't know what his life is like after this. <laughs> well, they never they never got into that anymore. He was just in a coma. That was the last. Yeah, because I'm off. guessing he probably just he probably just. Croaked. Didn't make it. Yeah, he I mean, he, he lost the will. Understandably, yeah, and you got to think how much how much time is spent with uh with no air coming to his head and uh, his brain and stuff. So well, yeah, I'm they sure. said he was up there for many minutes oh, before yeah. that woman could get inside. Yeah. So Ralph. So during all this, um, shit's going bad for everyone. No one's having a good time here. But Ralph is put on leave, and they send you thinking, you know, this is pretty bad. He's a pretty bad cop, right? There's no way that we could get a worse cough than than Ralph in there. There's no oh. way. Absolutely no way. Jack Hoskins says, <laughs> they call hold in, my beer. They call hold my beer, Jack Hoskins, who's fired. He's coming right off a divorce. He is. He's coming, <laughs> which is a good time well, to be a cop. He's coming right off a divorce and right out of a bar. <laughs> right <laughs> but he's ready to save your life. From, and they're thinking, oh, he's ready to go back on the force. Of course. Super ready. cool, level-headed guy. Not a hothead at all. No, not at all. Not even without... What eventually happens to him, which yeah. he gets like devil DNA in him. He's already a fucking psychopath. He, yeah, bona fide psychopath. Yeah, so they get him. They're thinking this guy will take care of it. He's pretty cool. 
And uh, yeah, so Ralph's gone. Jack Hawson, he's he's the new man uh, ahead of I think the department now. Yes, he's heading the uh, investigation at least. Yes, is so. Uh, but Ralph, he's not done. He's still, you know, he's off the case, but he's he's not quitting. Right, and the only reason he was put off the case it was for the two weeks because he had shot and killed the teenage boy. Yeah. So they wanted to give him oh, two yeah. weeks off, go to a psychiatrist, yada, yada. So they, so after all this happens, they investigate uh, a van, a van that they thought, uh, or they saw Terry Malin uh-huh. use to abduct Frankie Peterson. Yep. They found it, and... Uh, they found it at the same location that the the Maitlands went to their day trip in Ohio, and that's when Terry got scratched when he went to visit his dad. Yep, he got scratched on the arm by uh, a an orderly, a male nurse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do not fucking it, watching this show. Every time someone comes up to you and like gives you like a little scratch or something, okay. you're gonna be second guessing. <laughs> you will be for the rest of your life. So, uh, so Ralph learns that. Uh, Oh, or by Gloria Refflerns, our daughter, our older daughter, that Terry received a small cut on the wrist, like we said, from the nursing home, and uh, and also during this, a farmhand finds clothes that Terry was we- wearing during the murder in a barn. Yes, but they're covered in this weird saliva residue, like this, and like it, the the sock snapped. Yeah, it was very strange. Whatever that was, whatever that liquid was. So uh, that's in episode two, episode three, Dark Uncle. Okay. Yeah, a disgruntled Jack Hoskins, and yeah, disgruntled is a way <laughs> to a kind way of saying he comes to the barn fucking late, oh, like a late to the investigation. I, I didn't even know you could come. I late. didn't know you could go that late either. Yeah. I mean, they had lights and everything set up for the guy, the poor yeah. bastard, and he didn't oh, show up. He must have showed up literally eight hours late. Oh yeah, it must have been like three thirty a.m. We said to get here at yeah, it's like, four a.m. Jack, what? A- Look, man, I got to finish up at the bar. Yeah, I got drinks to drink. And what's it called? Like the peach? I can't remember the bar is called. But it's a bar that they all go. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Uh, he shows up so late that there's no one. It's not even a crime scene anymore. It's They're not. just letting the the farmer use it at this mm-hmm. point. But he shows up late and uh, and he gets no work done. But the only thing that happens is he gets scratched in the fucking neck. He does. Uh, and uh, the the hooded figure emerges from the doorway, which he yeah. barely sees, and obviously the flashlight drops, puts it back up, can't. No longer sees a hooded figure, but then he gets scratched. Yep, and in the back of the neck, and you can you can you already know what's going to come after that. Yeah, it's immediately it's a you know it didn't seem like the scratch was much, but it fucking it rocked him whatever oh, it, it was because he, he was in a lot of pain. It. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and that's pretty much it for Jack Hoskins. I mean, he has a large role in the show, he but does. that's the former Jack Hoskins, who's <laughs> much le- more level headed. We will then be talking about the latter yeah. Jack Hosman. Yeah, for the, the late show. Jack Hoskins. <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, so, uh, Ralph goes to, uh, Howie Solomon, which is so fucking weird because in the book, his name is Howie Gold. And I don't even, why? Yeah. Why yeah, change why? that? Yeah. That's weird. So it's a weird thing to change. Yeah. And, uh, and Alec Pelly, who is a, uh, a private investigator, a PI. Quick, quick question, not to interrupt this, but do you think that's because Stephen King didn't want them to use the actual names from the book? It no. just seems really weird to just change the last name of that. It's because I, I really, I, it's kind of what I uh, said last time. It's because of he, he wanted to make it his own. Well, he he expanded on these smaller characters because there's so many characters in the book mm-hmm. that he took these other characters and really expanded more on them. Oh, you really okay. get more with Howie Solomon and, uh, well, not Agpilly, that's his name, but you get more with Howie Howie Solomon than you do in the book. Where in the book he's a really good lawyer and he's a friend of Terry's family and stuff. 
But in this one, you know, he's going out to the woods and everything and, like, yeah. defending. Mm-hmm. So he's a much more expanded. So every character that he expanded on, Richard Price, uh, he gave him a, a different name. Oh, okay. They really want to change Holly Gibbon. The He wanted to change the entire name of Holly Gibney, the, you know, the detective. Yes. And Stephen King said no. Because it's the main, it's the main, yeah, it's the main yeah. character. So yeah, anyway, so Holly, Howie Solomon, Alec Pelly's a PI. They gather, they gather information about the van. Pretty much, just uh, all agree that they went down. What happened to Terry when he went down to Dan? And then they contact a eccentric savant investigator, Howie, Howie, Holly. Gibney. There you go. I got it. Third I time's a job, yeah. brother. <laughs> to backtrack Terry's movements, and she's, she, they don't say it, but, uh, and they don't explain in the book, obviously, but she probably has some kind of form of autism, mm-hmm. makes her a super detective. In the show, they kind of hint that it might be supernatural. They don't do the book at all. No. She's just a really yeah. good detective. So, and, uh, and she's fucking on it. You know, I did have that question watching this, wondering if it was supernatural at any point. Yeah, like her ability in the show. She they seemed very in the show. They hint at it where what she talks about, but mm-hmm. not in the in the book at all. But uh, and she's a pale white lady in the book. They changed that also. And oh, she's well, good and, for them. and she's older though. She's forty to fifty years old. So that's another thing they oh, changed. Okay. Yeah. And in the book, she's obsessed with sports. Where in this, she's obsessed with movies. Remember? Yep. So, uh, so anyways. She did know the World Series, though, the 1985. And I think that was a nod towards the book. It was, towards the book, absolutely. So so she's on it, and she really is a fucking good detective. Not a real people person, but a really fucking good detective. And uh, and meanwhile, Jessa Maitland, uh, that convinces her mom to to let Ralph relay the message of, uh, of what the guy said, the hooded figure. Yes. But she doesn't want to do it. Directly to him, so she's got to mm-hmm. go in between glory, and uh, pretty much says that she had a nightmare and that uh, the guy told her to tell Ralph to stop the investigation. Yeah. Really fucking weird, but kind of just like a sense of like I can get to them. Just know I could get to fucking anyone. Mm-hmm. So let this girl. So Ralph, he's not. He's the guy again. He's the kind of character that doesn't believe any of this shit. No, he does not. <laughs> he's very by the book. Of course, he's a detective. You kind of have to be. You can't believe things are supernatural. You gotta think I, everything has a real answer to it. I really did like that, though. I liked how the whole time he just did not believe. Yeah. Because it's so realistic. That's what a real detective would do. They'd be like, no, I don't believe. No, I'm a detective. I look at the evidence that is in front of me yeah. that I can actually Except that he, that's, ex- that's exact. He did not look at the evidence in front of him. Completely. <laughs> 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 But I mean, you know, the DNA yeah, no. evidence, the the oh, absolutely, marks, yeah, you know? and that's that's how it always has to be. Mm-hmm. It's got to be that that main character who really, really uh, fights it to the very end, you know, and yes. that's him overcoming the mountain is him, uh, just saying, uh, oh, this shit is fucking real, you know, there is something more than just you know us, flesh and bone. But yeah, that's not till the very end because he fights it the entire time. Yes. But it's a big thing of like you got to get over this. Ralph to to be able to fight this thing. Uh-huh. So uh so anyways, that kind of scares Ralph a little bit. But well, yeah, uh, because not enough. The Jessa, the little girl, says that the the hooded man said stop or something bad will happen. Yeah. But Ralph's like, fuck that. <laughs> Look, I'm girl, like, you just had a bad dream. <laughs> Go to sleep Go to or sleep. I will put you to sleep. <laughs> so uh 
So they keep going. Holly, uh, Holly attempts to speak with Terry's uh, dad at the nursing. Man, is this guy not doing good? No, he's not. Does he have any even knowledge that his son is dead? I Does don't think so. Someone... I think dementia has, has taken the man. Yeah. Uh, but she kind of talks, and Holly discovers that the male nurse uh, that scratched Terry went on to murder two girls. Kind of a big thing. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Don't know how that was uh, <laughs> just <laughs> overseen at yeah. first. Yeah. Again, Ralph did... Zero. I mean, he just knew that everyone in the book, he really gets in it. But fucking there's like eight eyewitnesses of people that saw Terry with Frankie. Oh, wow. So they really get into that. It's yeah. hard evidence against him. They had like three or four in the TV show, in all fairness. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They did a good job with that. But yeah, but they get right into it that it's something fucking supernatural. Like immediately in the first episode, you know it wasn't Terry. Right, yeah. Throughout the book, you're not sure. You have no idea. Oh, who really? It. Yeah, you're just, it's a mystery. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so she goes and she discovers that, uh, oh, that the guy who's ter- was in prison, who, uh, quote, unquote, killed quote, unquote, girls. murdered two girls. But he ended up killing, uh, himself. Himself, because he's not having a good time in prison. No, and that was a wild <laughs> scene, too, because we kept seeing him pop out his eyeglass and sharpen it over this long course of, of episode two and three, where he's just sharpening it, getting ready to go. And you think yeah. he's going to use it as a weapon to defend himself. I like the twist, because then the guard opens the door, one guy leaves his cell, he's gotta, coming over to murder him. Because he's a child murderer. Oh, yeah. He's well, you gotta think children. every night they're letting someone in to beat the shit out of that guy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. mean, every single night mm-hmm. they're letting another guy in. Well, that's what they do with uh, child predators, child oh, killers. yeah. Like, uh, prisoners do not allow that at all. No, trust me, man. If you got an option to fucking, before you get in there, your child molester. You probably should. Take the chance. Yeah, take it. Take the fucking <laughs> chance. I promise yeah. you. It's a lot. going to be a lot better than what. But I like that they showed that. I like that it was realistic. Mm-hmm. But it made it so much cheater knowing that that guy was fucking innocent. I know. Because you're like, oh, my God. But again, you know, El Cuco is fucking absorbing all this. You know, that's what he loves. So uh, so that's pretty much end of episode three. Episode four, uh, Kevin El Coco is the title. I'm sure that's close. Kevin Kevin El Coco. So Holly's investigation uncovers a pattern. There's there's a pattern of someone going around murdering a shit ton of children. Yep. And uh, but all these people claiming uh, innocence. Yes, that they didn't do it. They were weren't even and there. Also, the biggest thing about this is that she is starting to find out that in all of these cases, there are witnesses that say they were this x amount of miles away. Yeah. at the exact time of the murders. So there's no way they could have. But because of the DNA evidence and all that stuff that they had, they prosecuted all these people. Yeah, and we know anything about the U.S. justice system. Is you can have a great alibi and still go to fucking prison. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that are. I mean, uh, unfortunately, yeah. all someone has to do is plant DNA of literally you. watch Just Mercy. That's the That's guy was the guy. like across the town, and they're like, oh, no, we still like, have. Sorry, we got this one other guy that says you were there, and that guy's like a. A career criminal. So, anyways, uh, yeah, there's evidence that they were always somewhere else, mm-hmm. but they've all they didn't matter. So, uh, but in the aftermath of each crime, it's a series of like suicides, and mm-hmm. just every time something happens, it leaves this crazy like uh, mushroom cloud of just devastation. Oh, yes, and you saw that with the Peterson family. Oh yeah, and so you understand and that, happens that that has happened every, every time. single time. Yes. It's some yeah. like crazy domino effect. Yeah, and uh, and there's always someone that goes like crazy and ends like uh, 
death or suicide by cop and stuff mm-hmm. like that too crazy so uh so holly well, that and ralph, happens later on too yeah exactly so holly and ralph theorize that there is a uh, one killer who's making a clone of himself mm-hmm. doppelganger and uh various assu- unassuming targets so like he's He's going and making clones of people that you would not think would go and uh, kill Do something someone. horrific yeah. like this because yeah. it makes the most devastation. It leaves a, it leaves the biggest wake when it happens because yes. everyone's like fucking. You know, if you think just a criminal goes and kills a kid, you're thinking, okay, well, well, it's a criminal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's, it's fucking tragic. But the it's guy so sad, that's though, coaching know. the fucking little league for the last twenty who years, who just vo- and volunteers at everything, yeah. that's fucking gonna that leave a, a bomb in your yes. little tiny town. Yeah. Well, and it also causes that ripple effect where you don't trust anyone. Oh, and yeah. I, and then that's how the grief eater kind of feeds on it even more. Oh, because yeah. Because everyone is just grief-stricken, shocked, and in awe that Terry Maitland, the guy who was the Little League coach, the guy, the outstanding citizen, was a child murderer. Yeah. And rapist as well. Oh, yeah. So it's very... And uh, he had everyone's kids in his hands. Yes. It's It's crazy. So, yeah, so they go, they find this big, long uh, list of people that happened to They mm-hmm. also find a lady in New York who killed uh, a kid or two, and uh, she also claims that she was innocent. Then uh, someone overhearing her, though, Holly, tells her about the boogeyman, about El Cuco, and how he feeds on the suffering of his victims. And uh, that's pretty much where they're at is now they're calling it El Cuco. Yep. And it's pretty much just a boogeyman. Pretty much in every fucking... Uh, society, you know, there's a story of the boogeyman. Yeah. But someone Spanish called it El Cuco, and then one of the detectives also agrees with that, saying he heard the same thing when he was a kid, so that's what they're calling it. So, Ralph, oh, and Ralph identifies on security footage that a local bouncer, Claude Bolton, was scratched by Terry the night of the murder. Because Terry had came into the strip club covered in blood. Yes, saying that his nose was bleeding. Mm -hmm. But uh, it wasn't his blood. No, it was not. It was that fucking Frankie Peterson boy. Yeah. Rest in peace, Frankie. Rest in peace. <laughs> You'll be missing the way you to go that no, way, absolutely. So uh, read the book, man. His murder. Oh, I could is imagine. Fucking I'm gonna get so it. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah, you have to. It's 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 one of my favorite of his most recent novels. Wow, so really, absolutely, okay. yeah. Of his most recent, yeah. yeah. So the boy. Oh, and they and they find the boy who carjacked uh, the van that. Uh, yes, that Terry was driving. And that they drove to uh, Ohio. And he draws a picture of the man uh, that he saw steal the van. And uh, once you know, it yep. looks strikingly similar to what his wife drew up. It's our guy. It is. It's our guy. The hooded man. The hooded man. El Coco. Uh, El Coco. El Coco. So, fi- so that's episode four. Episode five, Tear Drinker. Love wow. that title. Yeah, Tear Drinker. Tear Drinker. It's Love like a cool title. heavy metal band. Oh, Tear yeah. Drinker. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Super fucking <laughs> yeah. So in Cherokee City, uh, the hooded figure, because this is before his wife saw the hooded figure, mm-hmm. appears to Ralph's wife Jeannie in kind of a vision. It's not a dream. Uh, they make it kind of clear that's kind of it's not a dream in this because he live he leaves physical evidence. Well, and too, uh, she ste- she drops the glass and then she steps on it. Yes. And when Ben Mendelsohn finds her in the bed, her foot's still bleeding. So you know yeah. something to that effect was true. She could have been sleepwalking, but at the same time, it could have been a real thing. Exactly. Well, we learned later that it it was real because oh, it, real it left um, fucking Bolton's, uh, Claude Bolton's DNA there. 
It did. And that's another thing it does different is you don't know to the till uh further down in the book that its next victim is Claude Bullen. It tells you really early in this, but you don't know. It's kind of again a mystery of knowing who it's gonna take next. But the next one, it tells immediately it's gonna be Claude Bullen. Yeah. So uh so yeah, so she sees the vision. Again, he the same thing tells Jeannie that uh for him to stop. To stop all this fucking nonsense and just uh just give up on it. But Jeannie is freaking out, and Ralph just fucking, he's like, yeah, you're just crazy as a fucking loon. Well, because she used to be on meds. Well, yeah, and their kid just meds, died. Right, yeah, yeah. But and now you're meds. getting multiple. <laughs> like, and, and she draws the picture, and he doesn't tell her it's a similar picture. No, he doesn't. Because she no. she was like a uh, a sketch artist or something. She was. But he writes that off. He writes it off <laughs> Immediately, twice. yes. So he writes that off as, no, you just drew this because the girl said a hooded figure. So you got that image from yeah. from what the girl, little girl told you. But if you look at the images, they're so fucking... Strikingly similar. Yeah, they all have the mushed, mushed down face, yeah. you know. Yep. And then the second thing is that because of her meds, she would sleepwalk all the time. So even if she did get up and cut her foot, it was all just a yep. bad dream. He refuses to believe it. But the relationship between him and his wife in this movie is fucking awesome. It's really yeah. cool. It's not not cliche at all. Mm-hmm. Like they don't get in a big fight and break up ever no. or anything like that. They're just both working together the entire time, and it, yes. it's it's one of the best TV marriages I maybe have ever seen. Ever. I mean, it's yeah. it's so it's it's just it's unbelievable. And uh, and you really feel that they're fucking married, and you know, and yeah. everything is like them working together. They both went through this tragedy with their son dying. So now they're both, you know, uh, we're there because at this point, a lot of people are going against Ralph at this point, mm-hmm. and because uh, you know he hasn't been the best cop. No, he is not. Not at all. So, uh, so yeah, so they go and uh, and Ralph, he kind of he looks for like indents in the carpet. So give him that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he took twenty he... seconds out of his day to uh, believe his wife of marriage of probably thirty years. Uh-huh. <laughs> 20 seconds, and uh, it just proved to him that, yeah, she's probably fucking crazy. Now I got to deal with one other thing, my crazy-ass wife. So, Ralph, he's got a full plate ahead of him. He does. So uh, so they go, and uh, or Holly goes to Dayton, and she theorizes about the shape-shifting creature, about him killing children, and uh, oh, visits the cemetery of Heath Hostetter, mm-hmm. who was the nurse. Yes. And uh, his alleged victims. And she finds some old buildings and nearby photographs of them and all that shit. But she believes that the creature uh, would live in these buildings and visit the graves when people would be mourning and just kind of just bring it all you in. Smell that? That's just sweet <laughs> victory. I do love being a bad guy. Which is crazy because, he, yeah, he'd kill them and go straight to the fucking source. Yeah. And like, I know where they're headed. I'm mm-hmm. going to cut them off. I'm just going to live here in this fucking... So yeah, so it's he so dark. Up, it is fucking. It's super, really dark, super yeah. dark. And she also meets a man who was an associate of Heath, who died of uh, that's what I was talking about later, death by suicide, yes. suicide by yep. cop, and is shown to have the same sores as fucking Jack, who Jack we haven't talked to about a while, but he's Jack's all not, around. Yeah, he's not doing good. <laughs> at this point. And the sores are not looking good. No, dude. You got to put some Neosporin on that. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Some aloe vera. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, anything oil, to, oil anything to cool dude. that. Yeah, that's a brutal But blister. it is, it's, <laughs> it does, it looks like about 90 different blisters. Yeah. 
And it is. I was just waiting for that fucking blister to pop, to explode oh, at yeah. some. Because at the very end, it's like pulsating. It just pops. It just <laughs> it covers a bunch of people. They all get the virus. Yeah, it just sprays them. But uh, that's how Corona got started. That is. And that's not a funny joke about. It. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> It's actually based on true events. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So she goes and she finds that he's again just leaving a trail of of just devastation, you know, murder and all that shit. But uh, but no one's picking him up. He's got the perfect crime, of course. So Holly suggests Ralph take uh, the photographs around Terry's grave and Ralph's partner and uh, Eunice Samblo, who's also a detective. He's mm-hmm. all he's the one who uh, agreed with El Cuco. Yeah. Remember, he's the one that was like my my grandma. Always told because grandmas are always the one to tell you the scariest, the scariest shit. <laughs> stories. Just the scariest shit. Yeah, tell you about El Caco. <laughs> like, no, grandma, you're four. You're old enough yeah. to know about the grief eater. <laughs> but uh, praise on small children if you don't behave, you yeah. little bastard. And she notices that, but they notice that the cemetery was right next to the barn. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's dipping in and out, and uh, but this barn. Was the same barn from like the what was it nineteen twenties or whatever that those kids disappeared in the fucking yes. in the the caves, so he's been he's been around this area for a while. For, Okuka, yeah. yeah. Which if we know anything about it, it's probably literally thousands of years, years old. Yeah, like it's an since, evil entity that's yeah. been around for millenniums. Yeah. So, uh, so the go Holly opts to drive uh, back to Cherokee City to debrief Ralph. She's gonna go and tell everyone what she knows. Which she's got a lot of confidence that they're all going to be like, "Fuck yeah, we're she with you." On this. Really does not a thought in her head that everyone's going to think, "Oh, this oh, bitch this is crazy." What in the hell have we been paying you for? <laughs> this is what you come up with. The, literally the boogeyman. It's so funny. She's like, got. "I got the answer, guys." Everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, yeah, sweet. we're going to get let's some answers. Yeah. Let's clear Terry's name." Let's, you know what? Let's call Terry's wife in. She's going to be <laughs> want to be part this. of this. Yeah, of course, she wants to be in. She wants to clear, exonerate her yeah. husband, her she, dead husband. Is having the worst time right now. Oh my god! And understandably, yeah, she is just fucking devastated, man. She's just like holding her family together on by string. Yes, I mean it's bad, but uh, but yeah. So they're gonna have a good time. They're gonna, (laughs) you know, clink some beers together. They're gonna party, and uh, Uh, but the night before, uh, she visits Andy. uh, I'm gonna. It's it's like it's covered cut. Kakovich? Kakovich. Kakovich. That's it, I think. Kakovich. Yeah. Anyways, this is a completely made up character for the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not in the book at all. Great actor, though. Great actor, and it worked so well with. with having that other side for Holly, I thought, except for having her as that one dimensional uh, super soldier or detective. It really gave her uh, another dimension to her character to have this love interest. Because that's all he is in the show, is Holly's love interest. Derek he, Cecil's his name. He was also in House of Cards. That's where I recognize there him. There you from. go. He was House of Cards. Awesome in House of Cards. So, uh, yeah, he looks like he could play a senator or something. Well, he was actually one of the yeah. He wasn't he wasn't a politician, but he was one working the yeah. right hand man for a politician. So, uh, a so role. yeah, she finds him. He's an old security officer plus fucking former detective. I guess everyone's detectives in this world. Every everyone Wild. at some point wasn't <laughs> even like Terry or even like Ralph's wife was also a sketch artist, so she's a little detective. So they go uh, or and uh, and he he asks her out or whatever, and they have like a super like wholesome date. They do. And uh, but eventually he gets up to her hotel room, little 
little dirty happens. Yep, you, know? you know, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. And it does go down. <laughs> it does. Well, it does. she's human. She you is know? human. A lot of stress on the job. Right. This is going to ease you. You got to let loose every yeah. once in a while. And it could have happened. Andy's the nicest guy in the world. He, he's a very nice gentleman. So, uh, so Holly, she leaves the next morning, but her car breaks down on the way out of Dayton. And uh, Andy finds her note. He's fucking, he's hurt that she left, but. She's not the one to say goodbye. No. She's she got no a, fucking clue how to work. One and done kind yeah. of woman. You know. And uh and continually uh she is terrorized by the unseen entity. And uh Jack offers to help Ralph with the case. Jack Jack <laughs> he's zooming in and out. <laughs> he is. And we don't uh, talk about him because he's not it's not huge for the plot in these early episodes, uh, but he'll just be in like the back and he'll just be grabbing his neck, wincing like, in pain. And oh, someone will be like, so Jack, you okay? And he'll be like, Oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, we're good. We're good. Happens. Was I wincing constantly in pain? The no, show. No, yeah. I was okay, yeah. He's acting very fucking strange. Yeah. And everyone is seeing it. That's kind of his role early on, is it just is. act like a fucking weird because now he won't hold uh the other detective's baby. Because there's three de- uh-huh. three detectives on the case, and one of them is on leave. So Jack was really third string to come <laughs> he in was. here. Yeah. Well, in, in in not only that too, but Jack, you know, goes to Ralph and tells him, "Hey, I haven't drank in two weeks." Yada yada. Like, two I really, weeks. I know. Great accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, great. It is good. But. It's absolutely great. But I don't know if, if you're a cop. I don't think after two weeks of drinking, you'd have a surgeon go back to right. <laughs> Like, I've been drinking. I've had a six years of alcoholism, but I've been two weeks sober. Two weeks so, uh, so I'm good. Yeah. I can handle the stress, boss. You guys get it. Come on. Yeah, come on. But, uh, it happens to the best. But they're fine with it. Like, Jack, yeah. They do, yeah. Like, absolutely. Go and fucking go and work with Holly, actually. We think that's a good move for that's you right terrible now. Terrible move. Bad move. But we will talk about that. In our next episode next week. Absolutely. That's the end of episode five. That's Tear Dringer. Next episode, episode six, the one about the Yiddish vampire. And we got to talk about the episode five. Isn't episode five, doesn't it? Or is episode six that that ends on the bus? Yes. With Holly on the mm-hmm. bus. Okay, then we won't talk about it. Yeah, so that is the end of it. Next week, we will get into episode six through ten and the final conclusion of The Outsider. But uh, I had, I, I have to be honest. I sat through this show in an entire, uh, probably like 18 hours altogether. Like I yeah. started it, went to bed, woke up, finished it. I was, I loved the first five episodes. Oh, I thought yeah. the buildup to get to this point was perfect. I thought the pacing of the show was good. You were introduced to a lot of characters. You learn just enough about every single character. And you were so fascinated about how who El Kaku was or this entity, this demon creature but you don't even know yeah you know at the same time i i really did enjoy episodes one through one through yeah you're right and it does do a great job of of really just throwing you in and being like what the fuck if he's if terry was there and he was there then what the hell's going on and then you get that unraveling of what the hell is happening you're kind of in ralph's place for the entire show he's like the the audience where he's figuring out and yeah, you're the figuring story's out definitely told from his perspective. and you're figuring out along with him of mm. just is what happening but yeah i was like that in the book unfortunately you know well the book is amazing but i almost wish that i would have waited because i would have been right there with you because i've been i would have been like what the fuck is gonna go i would have no i could no idea by episode five of what was gonna take place mm. and it just gets crazier from there it just gets more and more insane. But that is, uh, that's our first half. All righty. 
Excited well, to talk about uh, I'm excited for part, six yeah. through ten too as well. Well, that is our TV Tuesdays for The Outsider on HBO. If you guys like what you've seen here, please be sure to like this video, comment below, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification as we drop videos here every single day. Check us out on social media, Twitter, Seen It Podcast. Cash is on Twitter, that's just cash. Instagram, have you seen it? Facebook, have you seen it? Podcast. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe there if you're if you're not watching. If you are watching, still subscribe. Uh, podcast, auto, uh, audio format, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. My name is Mason Knight. That is Cash Krause. And until next time. Bye.